inside the man cave with Johnny Compion. Oh. language will be used throughout this show. One, two, three, four. Give me the heavy metal devil horns. Now lock them with me. This is is Inside the Man Cave. Inside the Man Cave podcast show. Follow me on Twitter at Johnny Compion. And I always start off by thanking the people who support me. Uh, I really appreciate that. I wanted to pop on here and answer and do a topic that someone suggested. Somebody that's been watching this podcast since day one. His name is David. I appreciate it, David. It means a lot. Uh, he brought up some interesting uh, list, a list of the best of all time albums. I guess meaning your personal top five. I, I like that. I always suggest it. I would suggest you guys send in some topics that I can kind of throw around and, you know, make you cringe a little bit on some of my answers or the angle I take. So it's, it's always cool to get something suggested by somebody that's viewing and cares and wants to uh, partake. Uh, so he brought that interesting list up. The best albums of all time. And he gave me his top six. He said five, but he put six up. Yeah. Threw in a bonus. Why not? And that's a hard decision to make. I can't just be like, I have a hard time coming up with the top 10 list or a top 25 or 50 or the 100. I think that's along more my lines of, of doing a list, maybe the 100, because I can move stuff around and shuffle and put them in the 20s or the 50s or you know, in the, in the top 25. So I, I had a hard time. I started compiling this list of mine because the, the guy that suggested it, he gave me his. So let me start off with one of his. And um, his number five is Boston. Or number six, I'm sorry. Boston and the the title of the album Boston. I like that. I, I I can dig that. I really like Boston, especially like on a Saturday morning when you wake up and you get your coffee or whatever you indulge in, and you kind of kick back and you uh, you kick on some Boston and it puts you right there. Or it does for me. Anyway, I I wouldn't put Boston on my top. 10 and that's that's rough and they're good I, I dig them so much but there's so m- so much music and variety to pick from right because music is life to me I love music if I'm ever in a bad mood or just not feeling like myself I can look up a 
go through the vinyl and look something up and put it on and and listen to it from beginning to end. Right? And that's the deal from that that he brought up as well. You know, that's that's good from beginning to end. And Boston is, is an album you can listen from beginning to end, right? Most of you agree. Some of you don't. You disagree. And that's that's the beauty of this, right? Because you can compile your list and tweet it at me, at Johnny Compion on Twitter. And subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as if you want, because I got six people following me. Six people. Isn't that cool? I didn't think anybody was going to follow me. I thought I'd be talking to myself for for the rest of the time, but at least I have six people. At one point, I had four, and all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, I'm up to six. This is great. And I, I'm not in, in to doing this podcast just for, for that, but it, it helps, right, to get it out there and share it with, with everybody because that's what I want to do. I want to share my experiences and some of my opinions and share it with you guys and see what you guys got to say, because that's what we do nowadays, right? This is the way we communicate and we do things. So I think this is perfect. This is just great. I'm sitting around in the man cave and I can, I can do this stuff. And uh, the only thing I can't do, I can't play the music. I'd love to play the top five with the music that would just go perfect. I could probably just show a picture, but I, I can't run any music or else, you know, they get strikes. And I want to continue to do this. I, I think it's fun. So yeah, we, we got to play along and, and go and be by the rules. Right. So you guys get it. You guys heard Boston. You guys heard Boston plenty of times on the radio or on your satellite radio or your, Spotify or whatever you use, which you can listen to this show on Spotify. Look it up inside the Man Cave Podcast Show. Get it on podcast on Spotify, and they I also uploaded an MP4 so you can watch the actual video that I recorded, or if I'm live, it'll it'll put it up there. That's pretty cool. That's a good feature. So that's what you want to do, right? If you're doing this kind of stuff. You want to get out there, so that's why I try to play by the rules. If not, I play all the fucking music and, excuse me, and um, we'd have some fun. I, I think adding music to this platform like this, it would be perfect. I just don't know how, how the rules are because every time I do something and I add some music or something, I get, you know, they send me an email letting me know, hey, we can't, we can't do this, we can't make it public because of this. I had a discussion with somebody about that recently. Excuse me. And, uh, you know, I'll get back to the top five. The person that suggested this topic and his top six. I had a hard time putting together five. Anyway, I digress. I don't know why, but I just kind of lost my whole train of thought. But, um, what was I talking about? Okay. So the top five or top six with this uh, guy that was, uh, that sent in the suggestion was, was pretty cool because he, he had, um, 
Led Zeppelin, Merciful Fate, Don't Break the Oath. That is a good vinyl to put on from beginning to the end. I remember rocking that back in the day, in the party days. This group of guys that hang out with, and we'd be blasting that, and it was it felt good. It still does. I, I love Merciful Fate. They're on tour right now. Merciful Fate is on tour. With the Volbeat. Um, I saw some video where they came out and they celebrated King Diamond's birthday. Uh, I think it's a day a couple days ago. I saw some video. And the king, he tries to stay in character <laughs> when he's on stage. So it was kind of funny to watch because he's like, Hey, what are you guys doing up here singing happy birthday to the king? You don't do that for the king. He's the devil. He's Satan himself. So you don't sing happy birthday to Satan. <laughs> so it was it was priceless, the, the look that King Diamond had when all the bands had opened up and they were headlining the tour, that festival, they came out and sang happy birthday to him. It was cool. I'm a huge King Diamond fan. I agree with that being in his top five. And um, I think his number one was uh, Diary of a Madman, Ozzy Osbourne. That's a good one. Beginning to end. Yeah, you can listen to that, that, that CD, vinyl, whatever you want to call it, MP3, whatever. Let's do albums, right? You can listen to that album from beginning to end, and it just feels right. Music's got to feel right. I, I am, you know, the older I get the more picky I get about my music. I know I sound kind of like old and get off my lawn, right? But I, I, that's just me. I prefer that because if, like, I, was, I, I always gauge on the way I feel. Um, so sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm up tense or I'm not relaxed and, you know, listening to something or it'll, it'll take you somewhere else. So, yeah, I agree. That number one, I wouldn't put that at my number one. It, that's a great, there's so many. But it's just our personal, our personal top five all-time albums. Um, I got my list right here. And um, my number five is a band that just a few days ago celebrated the 40-year anniversary of this release of Screaming for Vengeance, Judas Priest, in 19, July 17th, I think. Yeah, 17th, uh, 1982 was the release of Screaming for Vengeance. Remember buy that on cassette, at Hastings, at the mall. It's the same place I bought my boombox. I had a boombox because we go hang out, you know, just... My buddies and I would go hang out, and I I bought a, I got my parents to buy me a boombox, and it had a little TV on it, a little TV screen, so you could walk around. It took a shitload of batteries. We'd walk around, hang out, turn the TV on, you know, smoke a little bit, and just go cause havoc. The good good old days for me, nineteen eighty two. But. That's my number five, and I'm sure some people out there would disagree with that, and I'm cool with that. That's what it, this is all about. You know, we can kind of agree to disagree, right? 
And then this one is a one that people will question as well because you always think about well if you got top five of all time and you really know your music, you're gonna put the Beatles, um, you know, on and on and on, Black Sabbath. But this is my top five because I I'm, I'm telling you, I can't do a top five. It, it's just too hard for me to uh, to do that. It's. Uh, <laughs> Because I love so many groups that I feel like I, I have a... When I go somewhere, I have to have this music with me because, you know, it's something that I always hold dear and close to me is that, that music. It's just my comfort zone. It might sound weird, but hey, just a personal thing. I love music that much. That's how much I pay attention to it. Um, so the Black Crows, Southern Harmony is one of those for me personally that I can listen to from beginning to end and then put it back again, turn that vinyl around, turn it around, set it up and play it again. And I would, I would be happy. And I, I would do it a third time or fourth time if I had to, but that's my number four, the black crows, Southern harmony. Great, great. If you've never had a chance to listen to the black crows, do it, do yourself a favor and go pick up a vinyl at your local um, record shop. Pick up, you know, Amorica is great. Uh, anything they've released, they've been spot on. They're, they're, they're a great group. I can listen to any album and just be happy. That's my number four. Uh, and number three, I had something that when I first heard um, Operation Mind Crime, I was kind of confused. And I was like, okay, okay. And it just caught on. The Operation Mind Crime release. That, that was cool. That's my number three. I'm sure you guys, oh, yeah, whatever. Queensryche, yeah. That's my personal top five. Um, and number two, all-time albums you can listen to from beginning to end, Anthrax, Spreading the Disease. I remember picking up that album at Hogwild, where I still go and, and purchase vinyl. Great place. I love it. It's one of the places I can go to and, and spend maybe two hours in there. And come out light in the pockets because they got a lot of cool stuff. I picked up some really cool stuff since I was like 14 or 15. I've been going in there. I bought my first vinyl in there. It was I think it was Anvil. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. And vinyl. I wish I had that still. Um, so they just, you know, I love being in record stores. And at Waterloo, Waterloo in Austin. Austin has a few, but I, I love Waterloo Records. I can spend more than two hours in there and really be hurting when I walk out the door, but happy at the same time because you're take, if you spent that, you've, you're coming home with some good, good uh, choices you made at the record store. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love it. I, I love getting pre-orders um, 
like Mike Patton from Faith No More did a release today, and I picked that up. Uh, it's not coming out till the end of September, and uh, I'll put a link up on my Twitter page. Dave Lombaro is playing drums. The former drummer of Slayer is in this group, and I don't have the name um, of the group right offhand, so I'll put the link up on my Twitter page. Check them out. They're, it's like a crazy punk you know, heavy, really cool, just eclectic stuff that Mike Patton puts together. Partners up with, with Dave Lombaro. I mean, how cool is that? Now, speaking of Lombaro and Slayer, I'm hearing that Kerry King has got a solo project coming up. And he mentioned who was going to play, I think, drums for him. If I'm not mistaken, I'll look that story up as well and, and post it up on my Twitter page so you can check it out. At Johnny Compion on Twitter, on Facebook, on IG. And I think, yeah, yeah, all over, wherever you can get podcast or however you stream, look me up. Follow the show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. At Johnny Compion. It's always appreciated. And I know it's just me in here blabbing about this and that. and But we got choices, right? We got choices when, when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because you can be like, ah, eh, I'm checking out. This dude is just rambling. Babe, but I'm giving you my top five. And I had somebody suggest that. That's why we're talking about the top, the, the uh, best album of all time. An album that you can put on from beginning, flip it to the end. Or maybe go to the third and fourth because there's, you know, two albums sometimes. On and on. Then you can listen all the way through. Um, so tweet at me at Johnny Compion if you want to contribute to this topic. And I'll be sure to uh, record something and review your top five or six or ten or twenty. Whatever you want to do, send send me whatever you want. Any suggestion to topics, do it. I got six subscribers, and I'm happy with it. I don't think I'll get any more, but I, I was hoping I'd get 10 by December. It's like a goal, right? Get 10. Because you see some of these channels, and there's podcasters and, and YouTubers and, and vloggers that are then got millions and they're very young and all ages. And I got six followers and I feel like I'm cool. It don't have to be, I probably will never get to mil to a million or even probably a hundred or not even probably 50 all time. <laughs> I'll probably say like at like 16. I'm cool with that. I, I, like I said before, I'm not here to get numbers or to try to push something on you. I'm just here to kind of just ramble, drink, hang out, and kind of basically talk to myself because there's nobody following me or nobody listening at some time. Well, at some point, somebody will ch check in or if I put it on Twitter, they'll like, listen and so I'm, I'm getting good reviews. My analytics on YouTube look look good. They they got progress. 
it's like an upward trend where from where I first started because I was doing them here and there. I was more busy at the time, so I really couldn't I couldn't do these podcasts really late because that you know I would work different hours and uh, so you know now I have a little bit of time on my hands so with a different schedule and uh, so I, I can do this kind of stuff stay up a little late and, and uh, podcast and welcome you guys into the to the man cave where I do this uh, so back to my top five and I might throw in a bonus or two and like I said I really wish we can listen to the music because then I could, we could both listen to it, but you've heard it. I'm sure you've heard it before. And if not, you can Google it or, or YouTube it and watch the music. And after you've watched this podcast about my top five and that person or the guy, David, who suggested this, this topic, it's, it's a, a great, great topic. He hit it out of the park with it. So I appreciate that, David. I, I appreciate you getting this going. And if you want to send more, dude, hey, I'm more happy to, to talk about it. Or if you want to come on here and we can, you know, patch you in on Zoom or something or FaceTime or whatever, however we do these things. But, um, yeah, that was my uh, my number three. Oh, number two. My number one. Number one, one of my all-time favorite uh, groups, uh, Motley Crue. Motley Crue has been one of my favorite bands. Yeah, we all know. We already know how you guys feel because I see that on, on on social media. You guys hate Vince. And I've heard all I've heard all of it, man. But that's cool. Everybody has their own opinion. And then there's trolls. So you got a little variety of of things you got trolls you got haters eh, on and on and, and who cares i don't care i like it i go and watch it live because it's loud and you can drink and do whatever else you do and enjoy life man just go in there and enjoy motley crew while you still can i thought they were done i i did the uh, final tour like twice and then they came back. They pulled the kiss and, and, and came back and uh, they disappeared again. And they just kind of snuck into a stadium tour. And here we are, 2022 Motley Crue Tour. And those guys are having fun. They look like they are having so much fun. Tommy Lee was injured in the beginning of the stadium tour with uh, four broken ribs. And that was a an issue for a while and who knows his status because it just never was talked about again. They had the, uh, a friend of the band's who's played with Ozzy and black Sabbath and, um, his name slips my mind right now. I think his name is Tommy as well. I'm, I'm not too sure. Anyway, well, he filled in for Tommy and he took care of business, sounded great. But now we're not even discussing that because Tommy's out there doing his thing, enjoying himself so much. And I, I followed Tommy on social media because I like what he does and what he talks about. And, and he's always expressing his opinion about different topics. And that's cool. 
See, that's why I love doing this because there's so much things to talk about in the music world. It's picking up again. It's picking up steam. You're, you're hearing bands go out and go on tour. And I'm liking it, but still, it's still, you know, I'm not going to make this show about the status of what we're going through in the United States, but, you know, where people are going out. I'm looking at the numbers. They talked about they're one of the second grossest touring uh, groups right now. They're the festivals that are that are grossing a lot of money. Um, so you know when they hit your city, you're gonna. Attend. I think they were in Kansas City tonight, and that that's cool because see that's the beautiful thing about social media is, I mean people love it and people hate it. People love the socials and people love to hate the socials. I love it. In my business, this is what what we uh, wake up to because before, back in the day, I say that because I've been, I was producing in radio for a few years and back in the day, you would you would get a, a like a complete sheet, and they would you know you'd go down, it'd have like news cuts and have um, like history of this and that. Now you can get everything on your phone, and you're pretty much informed about anything and everything that's going on around you, and you can get it out pretty quick. That's social media for you. Back in the day, you couldn't do anything like what I'm doing right now. Excuse me. Yeah, you couldn't get anything stream or or um, even think about doing this kind of stuff. It would cost too much. Excuse me. So now we're able to do this, and then you get real-time updates on these touring bands. I know for a while there, the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger was out taking pictures and these landmarks and, and these cities and these in the, the U.S., he would show up and he would uh, snap a, sh- a shot of himself at the front door or inside drinking a beer, and nobody would recognize him. That was such a great story. When I saw that, I was like, wow, how could you not recognize Mick Jagger, an icon? Um. Yeah, I talked about that topic on one of the on one of the uh, the podcasts I've done. So you can go back and and check out all the podcasts that I've done. And there's a bunch of different stories I've talked about topics. I've had my friend on, and I plan on having uh, more people on. It's just timing. I'm talking to a friend of mine. She was a reporter for. Uh, a radio station in, in, in town and she would do, I would ask her to, Hey, she has a great voice. First of all, I'm not going to mention her name yet. Um, she's a good, good person. She's going to be a part of a podcast with me. It's probably not going to be this one. I want to start something new on the side with, with this person and do 50, 50, like, Hey, let's come up with this and you come up with that. And then we'll, 
will morph and make a make a podcast show and inside the man cave podcast show will still be just me and I would have a special guest but I want to start a new project and see how that does but when when everything gets uh, finalized and I'm able to talk about it then I'll definitely let you guys know who the person is and when she will be um she would be a part of this or of, of a podcast with me so I'm excited about that because there'll be more opinions and we can talk about different stuff. So strictly this show, Inside the Man Cave podcast show, I want to keep it just like this. I want to talk about sports. I want to talk about, you know, movies or anything that is is out there that, you know, different stories. Um, <laughs> like I was reading a story I have it somewhere, and um, I think it was a cruise, and there was a, a threesome that, that went on in this cruise, and I'm not sure all the details, but I saw the headline. I fell for it, and it was a threesome that went on on a cruise, <laughs> and I think later on, the, I think the next day, the couple saw each other and somebody had fell asleep. So they didn't know that something was going on and there was a brawl, like a brawl broke out <laughs> out at sea because of a threesome. It was hilarious. I have the video. I have to link that to my, to my Twitter page at Johnny Compion on Facebook at Johnny Compion you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel because a lot of my videos and a lot of this live streaming will go on there. But I'll talk about stories like that and I'll get into sports debates, uh, bring on some friends and, and, you know, football season's around the corner. We've got college football coming up and NFL football. How exciting is that even to say? I'm excited. I'm, ex I'm just excited for like training camp. That just sounds fun saying it because I remember back in a, you know, a few years back when I was in, in, uh, in radio producing in radio, I would get to go to, you know, training camp in Oxnard, California. <laughs> really nice. Very hard work. Fun trips, good memories. And whenever I say the word training camp, it takes me back there. Uh, Oxnard, fun, you know, you're there with your favorite team. I'm, I'm not with that team anymore. I, I've uh, kind of strayed away and, and moved on, and it was so hard to do because I grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I just got tired of waiting. I got tired of waiting and losing and excuses, Jerry, this, uh, it's more important. Everything that Jerry does is important and it doesn't matter about the team. It's my opinion. But I'm a, I'm a LA Raider fan now. And I did that because I've always liked the Raiders growing up because of their uniforms. And I liked the, the way they were just edgy and some of the, the historical uh, players that former players that played for that squad, you know. Um, so it's really cool to even start talking about 
NFL football. And I can't wait. I can't wait to watch preseason football, just football. Wake up to football on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, maybe Saturdays. I love it. And actually, I have it on the NFL Network on one of my screens up here, and I'm watching um, some highlights. And that's cool because I can, I'm actually watching a World's Athletes Championships, and there's these uh, pretty good previews going on up there. There's always gorgeous women in some of these competitions, so... I love to watch female athletes perform. They're great athletes. They can compete with the best of them. I love watching that. That's the beauty of sports, right? But I digress. NFL football, see, gets me in a a little trance, and I start, like, just going off on a tangent. So... You know, I really appreciate the support listening to this podcast and, you know, give me the comments and, you know, one of my friends hit me up and, you know, gave me his opinion about a topic I had talked about. And that was cool because I was able to answer him. So if, if that's what you want to do, feel free to, you know, email me, go on my Twitter page, you know, send me a, a you know, a DM and I'll answer it or read it here on the podcast. That would be cool. So, you know, there's so many things to get into. You know, I just wanted to start off with this, uh, the best albums of all times. Of all time, I'm sorry. And that was my, my top five there. There's so many because I can go down a list and just uh, just go to town. Because... Like music is something that I love getting into. Like I've I've mentioned plenty of times, um, so it's easy to talk about. It's easy to talk about music, right? So that's that's what I basically like doing and been doing for the past couple of weeks is talking about stories about the tour, uh, the stadium tour with Motley, and you know just trying to throw little nuggets here and there, you know, with a lot of the sports stories that are going on and concert stories and storylines like Slipknot dropped the video earlier. That shit is fucking heavy as hell. Uh, They already got their pre-order. I don't think they're they're shipping out until November. I I don't know. I'm not too sure of that because I I breezed through it. Uh, Let me see if I can pull up the email. And... um, yeah, it was some fucking heavy ass music. Slipknot, man, they're still going strong. I don't hate them for it. I, like I said, I appreciate I appreciate music, and um, you know I I love listening to it. Um, yeah, so you know when you get news like that, Slipknot comes out and drops an album. It's going to be out September 30th, so you can pre-order it now. Uh, the end so far, Slipknot. And they got really cool bundles. And it's crazy because they're, they're doing these cassette bundles again 
where you you get a, a cassette and a box with a shirt and a CD. It's like who want? I still got a cassette player, but who who wants to play cassettes? I mean, you got MP3s and you can stream music, right? It sounds a lot better. <laughs> I don't know when's the last time I I listened. I, I actually forgot how it sounds to to listen to a cassette now. That's interesting. I have some cassettes, so I might do that. I might I might go back maybe on the weekend and kick on a cassette and see if I can listen to it all the way through. Or it'll probably just eat it up, right? And spit it out. I remember doing that and it would like you were like, no, no, because then you would go back to that part and uh it would sound all warped. And so you you you'd be at a party and like, hey, I got the cassette, yo, yeah, kink it on, man. And then you you knew that part, everybody's jamming, and you knew that part was coming up where where it was warped. And it would just like just keep going. Uh, that's funny, but that's why I'm saying, why would you want to invest in a a cassette? Is it like collectors? I've I've heard some of these cassettes go for some some cash, man. So there's some of our collectors. Some of those cassette releases are are you know big time collectors, man. So it, it's funny to me. It's funny because I, I I've been through all the phases, like you know. For me, it started out, I, I talked about this before, it started out with an 8-track. My cousin from Houston gave me an 8-track. It was a Rolling Stones 8-track. So I would listen to it in my dad's truck. So I'd go in there, he had an 8-track player. I'd crank it up, just kick back in there, act like I was driving. But that was, that's where it started for me. And then it went to cassettes. The cassette phase, that the vinyl. That was my favorite. That was my my favorite phase was the vinyl because I'm back to vinyl. Like full circle, and now it's even better because you get all these different variants and uh, these collectors that that they put out, which is cool, right? So. You know things have changed, and for the for the best, I think. So you got variety now. You can go back to cassettes. You can go back to shit. So, so <laughs> wait a minute. I think I saw shoot on Shooter Jennings' website. I'm a huge fan of Shooter Shooter Jennings. He had a but uh, uh, he was in the band with uh, Duff McKagan. I saw them in Austin. Really good group. Freaking Shooter Jennings, man. He could bring it. But um, I think that he was selling an eight track on his site. If if he is, I'm gonna link it up to my my Twitter page. Follow me at Johnny Compion on Twitter, and I'll confirm that because I I I I swear to you that I saw an eight track tape. I think it was purple. Look it up. So are we going there? Are we going back to the... Well, I was trying to get a reel-to-reel machine because I I just like to look. I remember working on those when I first got into radio. And you had to record... Um, you had to record the ABC News update. 
and you had to play it back after the local news. So you would have to record it, listen to it on cue, listen to what's going on, play traffic and weather, come back, and then it was time for the national news. You had to record it. It was in, it was off, so you couldn't really gauge it because it would pop up at the top and the bottom of the hour. So you had to record it, play it back. So it was, it was really cool, you know, doing that. So you would go in, record, cue it up, get ready to play, and then fire it off. And then that's the way they would do like the Spurs updates and, you know, record. They would record full games on Real to Real. That was cool. That's what I learned, you know, being in that business and working where they did the Spurs broadcast. So you learn a lot, right? I learned a lot. And when you would dub spots, you know, I worked in the production room as well. I worked in the newsroom, production room. Uh, I swept the place up before anybody came in. I cleaned the bathrooms. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, it was interesting. That was my first shot at being in radio. Well, let no my second because I was in rock radio in Austin. That's where it all started for me, not for the uh, for the music formats and CDs and all that that I was talking about, but I, I'm, I'm talking about reel to reels. So I would record Paul Harvey too on the ABC network. We were on the ABC network, so that was one of the affiliates we had. So you were able to record that and play it during like you would do syndicated shows. And so you'd have to play back syndication, run these these updates, do local. I mean, it was man, you were just running around. It was it's not like it is now. Radio has changed so much. It's so much easier. And so for us guys that been in in radio for multiple years, you learn a lot. You, you go through all these phases, so you learn different things, right? And they stick with you because it's, it's been a part of you. And, um, you know, so it, it's, it's nothing new to you when you get a, okay, we're bringing this back. We're bringing, cause you, you know, in radio, speaking of eight tracks, some of the stuff that you would dub from real to real that you would get from the, the ad agencies, the national ad agencies, they would send in these reel-to-reels and you would have to dub over the uh, specials. So everything had a list and you, if it was Easter, you would have to record these Easter spots, date them, load them into a cart, which looked like an A-track, load them into a cart, stack them up and get ready because you had to look at your log. Okay, I got to play this. I got to play that. It was like all manual. Like now it's so much easier uh, to, to run a radio station back in the day, you were like running back and forth, hit record, stop. Oh my God, I forgot a feed. Oh, you got to get the second feed. It was so stressful. I remember when I first got into it, I was having nightmares about missing f recording feeds and stuff because I'm like, Oh shit. Did I miss Paul Harvey? People would fucking kill you. If you miss Paul Harvey, rest of the story, <laughs> they would kill you. These old people would call you and fucking make your day miserable. You you can't just hang up on it because they would call the front and then they would it would get to your boss and they were like, hey, why did you hang up on so-and-so? She's been listening since uh, 1952 every day. So you can hang up on these people. They were brutal. So you, I would have nightmares about missing feeds and and... 
firing something off and not going on. And those are just horrible times. Now, now in radio is a lot more relaxed. And I bring up the fact that, you know, it's so much relaxed and easier, like doing this stuff, like to me, where, where I'm sitting at with these cameras in my room, never thought I would be able to do any of this. That's why it's fun to do it. Because now, you know, I've jumped from radio to podcasting. Podcasting is the ne next big thing. I mean, it's been booming. There's cities, you know, in New York and L.A. and Seattle and or I mean, just all these big cities have major, major companies that run major, major podcast shows that, that are making lots of money. So, so when I do stuff like this, record and, and do post editing, it's nothing. It's fun for me. I enjoy doing that. And it sucks that I couldn't continue doing that in radio because I love doing radio. Um, I miss it. And there's no way that, you know, anybody would give me another opportunity to be in the San Antonio airwaves because they, they just don't, they're, uh, I think they're afraid. I mean, they see me and they're like, dude, we don't trust this guy. He might do something crazy. That's why I've been passed up. I, I got laid off. I ne never got fired, but I got laid off from, you know, good companies here. And I've always wondered, like, you know, what did I do? I was doing fine. But it's just people that come in and they just, they want to, you know, kind of change it up and have change. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're there and you're like, dude, I'm going to be here for a long time. This is great. I'm enjoying it. You come in every day like you're at home. And next day you're like, yesterday's news. So that's cool that you can still do stuff like this. And in some some you know situations, people that are doing this are doing way better than the people that are on radio in big markets or in your local market. And that that's the beauty of it now. It's cool because you can design it the way you want. You don't have no salesperson telling you or sponsors telling you what to do. You kind of put it out there and you're doing your own stuff. Like there's people that would pay to do what I'm doing. Like, dude, I want to have my podcast look like this. I mean, it's not the best. I just got a couple of angles and, you know, just kind of letting you guys inside the man cave where you guys can come and see what I got. There's a bunch of stuff in here that I've collected over the years. A lot of different memorabilia and pictures, posters, cool posters, things I've picked up along the way. Um, some cool eight by tens of different groups. I got some major stuff in here. It's really nice. And one day I'm going to do a tour inside tour of everything that I have and, and all this, the posters and some of the memorabilia I have in here. I got backstories to them. Like I'm looking at a eight by 10 from Ozzy Osbourne signed to me. You know, that it has a great story. I, I'll always be able to talk about that and just, you know, be. it's awesome to share a story like that because so much happened that night. You know, so much I, I learned a lot and I met a lot of cool people that I never thought in my life I would be able to meet. And being in the situation that I was in, a, a kid that grew up on the east side of San Antonio and 
I mean, you only dream of that kind of stuff, right? Like hanging out and, and bumming cigarettes off of Ozzy and drinking beer. Like, it was cool. You know, hanging out around Lane Staley, Mike Inez, Randy Castillo, who's who's gone. Randy was really cool. Randy Castillo of Ozzy, great drummer, one of my favorite drummers next to Tommy Lee. Really cool. Um, we talked for a couple minutes. He's like, dude, we could be brothers. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm all fascinated and just a, just a fanboy. And I'm like, dude, you're you're a god. You're like a god to me. I watch you on MTV or just follow their careers, man. That's what you do in music, right? These guys are your heroes. Um, so... You know, I, that's why I love music. It's just so many different angles and tentacles that, that come with, with music and listening to it and, and just being a part of music, right? And we're able to do this stuff, but we can't play because YouTube has us restricted. YouTube, we can't play music and, and unless you're just listening to it on your own. You can't record it and have it on your own stuff. I just think that's crazy because you should be able to do that. I mean... What is it what is it hurting you guys? I mean, aren't the the artists benefiting from everybody watching those videos over and over, getting clicks and getting you know monetized and getting paid? What is it costing you guys? Nothing. And the artists shame on you guys as well because you guys should be like, "Hey, you know what? You guys have bought the album 30 times. I know I've bought and I bought the Rage for Order <laughs> On cassette, on vinyl, on CD, on Blu-ray. I mean, pff, name it. I spend so much money and you're telling me that I can't play one song on my podcast. I mean, come on. That's so, you, you guys got to rethink that because it's only benefiting the artist. If I'm listening to this and I'm playing a song, and I'm like, dude, that song is great. I totally forgot. Let me look it up on YouTube because that's what we do today, right? Or we go to Apple or wherever you get your music streaming um, deals. You, that, you go there and you download it and they're making money. Everybody's making money except you who just wants to enjoy it, who's, who's been supporting the, the music and the artists from day one. And somebody that's doing stuff like this, like at a radio station, radio can play it and do what they do with it. But... They can't do certain things like, you know, do YouTube. This, they got the same rules. So I think that's a shit rule. They need to change it. I mean, help us out. We're all trying to do something. We're all trying to, to, uh, to get out there and, and put the word out. And that's why we have this. So don't restrict us. There, there's so many things that these topics that get they get me going man there's so many things that i want to talk about and discuss um and that's what i'm going to do that's why i have this inside the man cave podcast show so i can talk about i can talk about um different topics and not be restricted right like oh you you better not talk about that so I love this platform. I love doing this. I'm going to continue to do this as, as long as I can. I'm going to try to make it so much fun 
and add to it. As I learn, I'm going to just implement it into what I'm doing. I want to make this thing different. I know everybody has a podcast and a video cast and they vlog and they show food and they do it in and they show you how to do that. Or, I don't care. I want to do something like this and I want it to get around. I want to know and I want to be informed. I listen to a serious satellite radio and I listen to Eddie Trunk. Good dude knows his music history. He was on that metal show, you know, East Coast guy. I think now he resides in Vegas, back and forth from the East Coast to the to the West Coast. He's always in Texas. It's interesting because every time I turn around, Eddie Trunk is in Austin. He says, oh, I'm doing a private event. And then he's like, I'll let you guys know. I think a couple of months back, he had Vince Neil and Sammy Hager. Um, last week... He had, he was doing some, there was somebody, oh no, he had the video and it was lynch mob and they were just, it was 110 and they're outside somewhere and some dude's back, it looked like it's some dude's backyard. So there's a rich dude here in Texas and he loves the music from the eighties and nineties, man, because he's hiring these guys to come out and play in his backyard. There was a couple of dudes like his friends. And they're just standing in front watching Lynch Mob. 2.30 in the afternoon. Like, whoa. I need to get invited to that. That'd be fun. Because Eddie Trunk does really cool things. He's hosting and emceeing, you know, big shows, festivals. So, you know, that's what he does. He does his his podcast and he's all over XM radio. Um, so he's, to me, he's an East East coast guy that, you know, he knows the guys in anthrax and he, I mean, he's always name dropping, um, talking about the Rolodex he has. Hey, I talked to a uh, Steven Pierce today. Oh uh, yeah. I called him after I got off the show, stuff like that. Name dropping. That's cool with me. I don't care. You can name drop all you want. But you know how you have the Wicked Witch of the East and the West? Well, you're an East Coast guy, dude. And that that comes out a lot on your show. And... The cool thing he does, I'm not hating on him. I, I love Eddie Trunk. I just feel like, hey, you know what? Come down and, and if you're going to do this thing, come down, broadcast from the Alamo City. And broadcast, you know, just like, like the national news does. Hey, we're broadcasting live from D.C. Uh, we're broadcasting live from... Uh, and a cool thing he does that I that I I wish I could do maybe one day. Yeah, he he broadcast live the other day from the Rainbow Bar and Grill on the on Sunset Boulevard, one of my favorite places to go. I love going there. Love, love. I'd rather go there than anywhere else. I used to love to go to the Viper, but they're shutting that place down. I want to go back before they do that. 
I remember being in LA and um, I just loved the weather. I loved the weather. I loved the whole vibe. And there's just that the air is just a lot better there. I, I love being in the West Coast. I love the times. I just love everything. I wish I could live in the West Coast. If I ever got a good gig and they were like, hey, you want to move? I'd be gone in a heartbeat. See ya. I'm gone. Take it easy. Bye, Texas. You know, my brother, I, he lives in the West Coast. He lives up in San Diego. I'm like, hey, dude, what's going on? Oh, not much. He's like, he's out riding his motorcycle out there, enjoying those great scenic views, riding around. I wish I had that to ride around. It's dangerous riding a motorcycle in, in, in San Antonio, Texas, period. Shit. Can't enjoy it. fucking people on their phones and not paying attention. I've seen guys almost being taken out on, on 35. It's It's horrible. But, you know, it's, uh, if I could do that, I'd broadcast from, from the rainbow. It's awesome. I hate on him for that because he does that and he name drops, but he ha he can pull it, man. He, if he has, uh, I mean, he had Sebastian Bach on Sebastian is great. <laughs> he's, he's funny as hell. I love the way, I mean, just the debates he gets into with Eddie. That's great. Because they're always, they're huge Kiss fans, and they are, they always try to outdo each other, you know, with the memorabilia they have. They're like, well, hey, do you have this? <laughs> or did you have this release? Look at this. This is from Japan. There's only like five 5,000 copies or 500. And Eddie's like, oh, no, I don't have that. But you got this. It's just back and forth. I love that. That's the 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 big time Kiss fan. I'm a huge Kiss fan, but not that big. I'm not gonna buy pinball machines and this and that. Like, oh no, I'm good. Maybe when I was younger, like if I could afford it, which I would, I never could. But I would see him. You know, you'd see him on the paper or on a magazine. But yeah, I'd love to one day be able to do a a podcast live. From Lemmy's Bar at the Rainbow. That, that, pla oh, that place is, is really cool to hang out. Um, I enjoyed, enjoyed being there. But I want to finish telling you the story about... I was staying at a hotel. It was right next door to the, the House of Blues. It's gone now. It's a, it's a condo tower now. But I remember going there. It was early in the day. It was like about noon. And I was ready to drink beer. Yeah. So I go in there. And I go into the front. It was a weird. And you, normally they would go into the side. Like what the fuck. I, I walked up. I walked, walked right in the front. They had it kind of blocked off. So I walk in the door. And I'm like shit. Like, who, where do you go? Because it was like two levels. Two or three levels. So I'm walking around. And I'm like. Whoa, I walk into this area, and it was like a small room, and it was like there was a red light in there, and it was these cool, like, velvet couches, and there was, like, candles, and they were not lit. They were just, like, all decorated. I was like, wow, this is cool. And then some guy just walks, hey, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for the bar. He's like, oh, you're way off, dude. You're, like, way on the other side. Walk out the front door. Don't come back over in this area no more and go around the side and go up the stairs. So I did that. 
So I sat there and just drank and, you know, had a good time. And I had been there a few hours, you know, kicking them back. And all of a sudden, there's a crowd starts showing up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I look out the window because people are just rambling about so-and-so and this. Now and I look out and there's like media lined up. It's L.A., man. You just never know what's going to happen. So apparently they were doing, a, I think this was when Motley Crue played on the Sunset Strip outside of the Whiskey. They did like a street party. But they were honoring Motley Crue. And Motley Crue was going to hang out. That was their pre-party place because there was a, a tr- Motley Crue tribute band playing that night. So they were there. They were going to honor Motley Crue. And, and then they were going to have the show the next day. And Motley was going to play live out in the street in L.A. in front of the whiskey. So anyway, I'm looking out there. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And so then all of a sudden, the bartender's like, hey, you have to have a wristband to be in here. If not, we, you know, we got to kind of close shop because it's going to be a private event. It's like, oh, shit, I forgot my wristband. She's like looking at me, and she's like, here, I got two wristbands. Boom, hooks me up. So I sit there and keep drinking. I'm looking out. Um, that room, I found out that room that I was in, that's where Motley Crue was going to be chilling. So I was sitting there walking around. I should have just sat down. And I know all this because I stayed there for a while and they all showed up. You know, that paparazzi was there and the media and just a bunch of different rock stars kept, you know, you can see them, you know, from down and from the top of the, the building where I was at, outside the window. It's like the second level. You can see everything right out the window. I was sitting right by the bar on the corner. So people start trickling in and yeah it was, it was the guys like yeah motley Crue's coming in there i was like wow okay and then i'm like hey i want to go do this i'm leaving fuck this i've been here since like noon it was going to be like seven o'clock and um so i leave go back to my room wake up the next morning i'm checking out the news the the afternoon news and um they show highlights of Motley just roaming with all the areas that I was in. And I left. I'm like, I'm leaving. I should have just stayed. I could have been hanging out. I don't know why. I was like, I just want to go. I want to go do something. I had other stuff to do. I had to stick to my schedule. You know, like when you're on vacation and you're like, okay, I want to go do this, that. That's what I wasn't going to stay at the House of Blues. And they knocked that place down. It's gone. Last time I was in L.A., that, that place was gone. It's a condo. But the hotel I stay at is still in the same block right next door to that. So that's why I know. Uh, so it was a good times. I love going back to that area. So I, I envy Eddie Trunk for being able to, to do that with Sirius Satellite Radio. Um, he's got a huge platform. So, you know, but that's what I'm, I was talking. I brought his name up because I just feel that he's such just like that East Coast bias shit. Even when... When he talks in this NFL season, he's like, he's a Cowboy hater. And I was a Cowboy fan at one point. And he would always, because he's a Giants fan. So he'd always talk shit. Or when they, the Giants, would, I mean, the Cowboys would kick their ass, he wouldn't talk about it. It's like, dude, talk about it. You got your ass kicked. Because he hates the Cowboys. So that'd be great. That'd be awesome if I can get him on this podcast, which I probably can't. But I would love to because he's... He's always flying between, you know, Austin and and Vegas because he's doing these. He's already done like two 
events in this place. It's private party. And that'd be cool to go check it out and find out who it is, right? But before I get out of here, you know, you're listening to Inside the Man Cave podcast show. Follow me on Twitter at Johnny Compion. Before I get out of here, I want to talk about DeJounte Murray, the former San Antonio Spurs. He was traded because the Spurs are in rebuild mode. I've talked about this. I I talked about Murray getting traded, and I felt kind of like, what the hell is Pop doing or RC or the new GM? I don't know his name. And what, what are they doing? Why are they moving this? They're moving a lot of pieces. Well, they're in rebuild mode. They know what the Spurs, Spurs know what they're doing, man. You can disagree with it and hate on it all you want. But the San Antonio Spurs, Coach Pop, R.C. Buford, you know, anything that happens, you know, if they're going to go play in Austin or in Mexico City, it has to go through Pop and R.C., so some of the some moves that were being made were being questioned. Of course, you know, when you have skin in the game, you want to know what's going on with your team, right? I'm a huge Spurs fan. I don't follow the, the games nowadays because I, I just, man, after the, the Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Tony Parker, Avery Johnson, on and on, Sean Elliott, just all these great players. Antonio Daniels, who is a great friend. Um, it's all these former players. You know, and then to see what they have on the court now is disappointing. You, you can't sell tickets, you know, with with these guys that you have on the floor. Yeah, you're going to sell some because people get the opportunity to sit closer because when you did have Tim, David Robinson, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, you couldn't get close to those to the floor seats. They were so expensive. We were a championship caliber team. Every year we were in the playoffs, not a play-in. We were not a play-in team. We were up there. We competed for a championship. We got five to prove it. So that's where I come. The, the school that I come from is, you know, that championship pedigree. And when you're not seeing that, you just kind of like, okay, I don't want to sit here and watch this. I don't want to watch this. And that happens. And, and it gets back to the Spurs and the organization, and they do their, their research and their analytics Right, And they're like, oh, this isn't working. We need to go get more sponsors. We need to go do this or that. Sell, sell, sell more. We need to win. Win, win, win. And people start loving the team more. They want more stuff. They want more Spurs gear. I know nobody wants to wear a Spurs jersey. Nah. That's just the way I wouldn't buy anything from the Spurs right now. Oh, you know what? They got, uh, speaking of the Spurs, they're bringing back... The Gervin era, um, the Irvin Guerra clothes, merchandise, the shirts, the jerseys, old school. Now, I want to have at least a T-shirt that they're going to release. They look pretty cool. So that's something cool. I'm a sucker for that. So, I'll, of course, I'm going to buy a shirt. I won't buy a jersey because I won't wear a jersey. 
I, I leave that to the youngsters. I I cannot wear a jersey anymore. Uh, there's a friend of mine or, that he's like, if you are the if if you are over like twenty, you shouldn't be wearing a jersey. And I think that's hilarious because you go to NFL games and people are wearing NFL jerseys, and it's funny because uh, being around. Have been you know having the opportunity to be around NFL players, they kind of laugh at it. <laughs> they think it's funny, like, "Hey, there goes dudes wearing my jersey." So it's fun, you know. It it's all in fun, but I get it. Like, I don't think I. I mean, I used to wear jerseys to games when I would go to Cowboy games or Spurs games, but now I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear the, a jersey, no, a t shirt maybe. Um. Yeah, and the shorts like you were <laughs> like you were getting ready to check in the game. No, can't do it. Won't do it. You don't do it. You can wear the hat backwards. It's cool. We're fandoms, man. We love it. We love our NFL. We love our NBA. So that's what you're gonna get here. You'll get a little bit of everything. Music. You know, football, basketball, volleyball, track and field, man. That's what I'm looking at right now. It's like, whoa. Man, it's just distracting me. I wish I can show you some of that footage, but um, you get it. Anyway, I was talking about DeJounte Murray. And they're losing ways. The way the Spurs have not been that team that we're used to seeing on the floor. And there was some rumblings, you know, about this and that. And when this came out, people didn't like it. People, when I first started talking about this, they're like, no way, he's not going anywhere. That won't happen. They won't trade him. He's a major piece that we're going to need to go to the next level. And the reason I said that, I didn't say that because I knew something on the inside. It just kind of just looked like he's just going through the motions. That's what I saw. That's my opinion. You might have a different opinion, and that's cool. That's why we're here. You can tweet at me at Johnny Compion and let me know your opinion about that. If you think I'm wrong or you're like, you're full of shit. But he starts tweeting because this guy tweets at him or, or IGs on his page and on Instagram. And he said something like, hey, good luck going to that um non-playoff team and <laughs> so he comes back and he's like well he starts going and starts saying some things like and it just was not good like dude you can't do that just leave it let let it go you got your 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 money you got your millions just don't don't take the bait man from these freaking trolls out there don't do it because you're the one that ends up looking bad and nobody wants to hate you because you're a good dude so so don't 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 go and he's still at it i I saw something earlier and he was tweeting something out and kind of still at it like dude stop already stop it's okay go you know rub the dirt on go rub some dirt on it and just move on go enjoy yourself in atlanta Wish you well. 
next man up. Let's go. Let's play some ball. Let's try to get that championship pedigree going once again in San Antonio. Or else you're going to be in San Marcos or Austin. Or maybe Sacramento again. Who knows? You got to start winning, man. Because right now, their sponsorship, their main sponsor is on their jerseys, and the sponsor is from Austin. Hmm. How about that? You used to have that Frost Bank logo right there on your shoulder, right? On your jersey. They went away. Uh, uh, you guys are losing. We're not, uh, no, we don't want to do that. So there was a financial company that stepped in and says, hey, we'll, we'll take that uh, real estate there on that jersey because we're like NASCAR. <laughs> the NBA is like NASCAR now. They're like they <laughs> before. See, that's what's going to ruin those those old school Gervin jerseys. Is you're going to have that? I don't know what the hell the the name. I forgot the name. I did a a podcast on it. On that company that's going to have that real estate on that jersey. But yeah, Dejounte, dude, just just shh. Stay quiet. Just enjoy your money, man. You got paid. You get out of here. San Antonio's in rebuild mode. Pop and RC and the new GM. I don't know his name. I'll know his name at some point. Hopefully sometime soon. But they're hard at work trying to get these young men to start buying in Pop's system. Because I don't know. This I think this season coming up might be Coach Pop's last season. I think he's going to focus after that on the Olympic team. He's going to be like, eh, I'm gone. I can give it to my assistant coach. He's been here. He knows. He's been out. He's come back home. And he's ready to take this team over. Because Becky Hammond is gone. Becky's in Vegas playing, I mean, it's the head coach of the WNBA team, the Aces up there. My favorite team. Number 22. Oh, goodness. I love her. I love 22. I'm going to get up there and see a game live. Yeah, because I love 22. Speaking of the the WNBA. I want to bring this up because I, I've been seeing this story fly around. And it's about Brittany Griner from the, the former Baylor Bear who played at the NCAA, the women's NCAA championship game in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. I remember being there because we did a bit with her because I was fascinated with her when she was playing for Baylor. She was just to me, she was hot, and I was like, God. So the guys that I was doing a show with, they're like, hey, we, we go because we had we had passes to go and, and you know, be courtside. And so we did a bit with her, and uh, I think she kind of just blew me off. She's like, I don't care if you like me or not. I don't like you. <laughs> Get away from me, shorty. <laughs> but, man, it, it's so, you know, being around her, and it's so hard because so many people are coming at her and saying, hey, 
you know, you're there for one reason. You should have never did what you did. Hey, who cares? She should not be in the situation she's in. She is so distraught right now. I'm so, I, I hate seeing this video of her being handcuffed and just like, treat it like there's no reason why she should be there. Let her go. And it's not going to happen because, you know, they, you heard that, that they, that they had a, she's had a doctor's uh, note there saying that she needs this and that she travels with it. And that's not going to help, but maybe you can do that here in the States, but you can't do that in Russia. That's where you're working. I mean, you got to think about this stuff. You can get it here. Just leave it there. Throw it out. Like you when you're like leaving Vegas, they're like warning you, Hey, don't try to bring any of those edibles or any of those things like Skittles or any of that shit. Cause we, know, we got dogs or we can sense that and we find you're going to go to jail and people still try it. People still try to walk across security lines with, um, with marijuana. Yeah, it's legal in Vegas, but you can't bring that shit back to San Antonio. Are you kidding me? So she's in a bad situation. It's heartbreaking to see, and you're probably going to hate me for it, but like I've said already, this is my opinion, and you can have yours too. I mean, if you think that you know she did the wrong thing, she deserves it. You know what? That's your opinion. I don't care. I'm letting you know my opinion. I think it's so sad to see and, um, you know, it's horrible. And you've had athletes, and the WNBA had their all-star game, and they paid tribute. They put her on the starting lineup. And it was sad to see. It's like, geez, you know, it, it's heartbreaking. So, you know, we need to get her home. That's the bottom line. I mean, you hear LeBron James coming out, and, and he's spot on, like, let her go. Everybody that's that speaks about it, let her go. Then let's do something about it. Let's do something about it. Why are we sitting on our hands? You know, let's make the move and get her out of it. There's no reason why she should be sitting there another day or any another minute. So, so please, whoever's in charge of that, get her home. Get her home. And before I go... Like always, I appreciate the support, and I love the fact that people are really paying attention to what I'm doing and giving me their opinions, and that, that means a lot. I just want to talk about one more thing before I go because I'm, I don't know when I'm going to jump back on. Uh, so I'll probably you know wait a day or who knows. Sometimes I got to prepare and kind of see stuff. And, but on Thursday at 9 a.m., National the Travis Scott Air Jordans come out. I'm a shoe guy. Man, I'm already like in three raffles. And the Nike app, the sneaker app, they call it, that thing was that thing was automatic. Whenever I would use that, that app, I was always scoring. I scored a pair of Travis Scott ones, the first ones. I was, oh, I was so lucky. I was I was able to score some good shoes. I still have them in my collection. There's a lot that I've sold and got it because I had to downsize my collection. Um, but if you're a shoe collector and you're out there and you're listening to this, I mean, you know, shoot me a message, DM me on Twitter, and I'll I'll lead you to my eBay page. And there's I got some Jordan ones up there. I got uh, 
some Jordan Fords. I, I got it. I had some Travis Scotts up there. Um, take a look if you want to buy them. I'm, I'm just trying to downsize my stuff. I got too many. I need to make room. So I'm hoping for a W. I haven't got a W on that sneaker app for about two years. They all been L's. I just got nothing but L's. And people, I laugh at people who that day when something big drops, like this is a huge drop on Thursday at 9 a.m., Travis Scott one lows are coming out. The reverse mochas. I want those. I have the, the previous ones now. And I'm going to hold on to those because I let the, the high tops go. And I think I sold them for a thousand. I wish I would have, they're worth about $3,600 now. And I just like them. I want them for my collection. I should have never let them go. It was a bad move. I uh, learned from my mistakes. I've done that a couple of times. But, I mean, you got to, sometimes if you're not going to wear them, you got to move them because then they just go to waste. You know, you, let somebody else enjoy them, but get your money out of it, right? It's just like a side little business for me. But wish me luck. Everybody pray to your gods or whoever to get me a W. And if I get a W, I don't know what I'll do. I'll do something special on a podcast. I'll come on and do something. We can have suggestions where, you know, you guys say, well, you got to drink 20 beers in five minutes. Or you got to take a shot every time you say uh, a keyword. But just wish me luck on a W. For the Travis Scott ones, reverse mochas. And I want to be selfish because they have another release in, in December. And December is my month. That's my birthday month. So they'll have another release. And these these this release will be the lows as well. But they'll be, they're all blacked out. Really cool. I have to have those. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want the ones that are on, that are coming out Thursday, but I also want the ones that are coming out in December. So give or take. That's the way I would get with the, the Kanye West shoe. I love that shoe. It's so comfortable. I have a couple of pair of those. But, man, it's been hard to get any shoe now. Everybody's Everybody's like... They're in it for the money, so they're buying, they got bots, all this kind of stuff. So it's really hard to to get in there and enjoy it like I used to. Before you would able to you were able to go down to your local footlocker and um, wherever it showed champ or store champs or whatever, wherever you buy your shoes, and you were able to line up first come, first serve. And it was always cool. Go in, go. You can't do that now. People get upset. And then there's fights, there's stabbings, there's all kinds. Of, I mean, you, you can read it. I don't have to tell you. You can read about it. It's insane. It's a, it's a big business. It's crazy. It's scary now because, you know, there's people back in the day with that, you know, when Jordan first started dropping his shoes and, and people were getting killed for, for Jordans. And that's what's happening now where people are kind of like, you know, just desperate. Some people that can't have those and they find a way and then people lose their lives or get in trouble. So, you know, it's, it's sad to see. It's not fun anymore, but I, I, I like doing it. It's like one of my hobbies on the side. So just wish me well. 
you know, wish me a W on Thursday and I will, I will do something. I will, uh, um, I'll pay you guys, you know, I'll drink more beer or something, but I appreciate you coming on and listening to me. Um, I hope you like my top five. If you didn't tweet at me at Johnny Compion and let me know. But till next time, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Tweet at me at Johnny Compion on Twitter. And you can also support the podcast show on anchor.fm slash Johnny 5150.